yeah, I don't want to go to jail for anything. I'm much too, like, weak. And you're pretty. You are listening to the Stand Up Dads Podcast. This is heck of boring. Yeah, it is. Let's try again. Hello, this is Stand Up Dads. You're listening to Rob. And Mike. And we have our special international dad with us again. We have Ari Sharp from yes. Japan. Hey, Rob. Hey, Mike. How you going? Hey, great to have you back, man. It's good to be back. Yeah. I'm glad it nearly took the end of the world to bring me back. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we called specifically first to make sure you're alive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you still getting like uh, news out there? Because it feels like here it's, they're trying to make it like it's going to be going like offline soon and we're all going to be. <laughs> well, I think there's almost nothing in humanity that is not affected by this. Thing. You know, sure. you watch sports broadcasts and it's coronavirus. You watch, uh, you know, like celebrity stuff, it's coronavirus. Like that is it. There is only one story in the world at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. You listen to stand up dads, coronavirus. I know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll minimize that. And they go and they listen the to it. Yeah, they're like, Jesus, not this again. <laughs> yeah. So before you hit pause or stop, uh, <laughs> we are going to talk about other stuff. But, and if you don't remember who the hell Ari is, uh, he was on, uh, I wish, damn it, I jotted this down. I can't remember what episode number, but we had Ari on and we wanted him back. That was a great episode, too. It was. I should just, I'll, I'll check the tattoo with the number on my ankle. There yeah. you go, yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, so Ari is from Australia, as, you know, because he doesn't sound Japanese, uh, but yeah. living in Japan for the last few years, uh, with, the last few years, right? That's correct. Yeah, and he has a daughter. Yeah. You know, we were talking about the coronavirus and how it's different, because it's been, go you guys have been taking it seriously a lot longer than us in the U.S., right? Well, yeah, Japan got hit pretty hard when there was the Diamond Princess, the cruise ship that was docked in Yokohama with about 3,000 people on board yep. in February. Oh, yeah. That was sort of the first big outbreak outside of Wuhan. And so there was a big effort to quarantine those people and it didn't really work. And so they had to evacuate them back to where their home countries. And then the Japanese were copying a bit of flack for just letting, letting people kind of wander off after their two weeks. But that was back in the glory days when we thought this thing was uh, contained. Sure. Yeah. Well, because we got so complacent because you had SARS and you had MERS, MRSA. Well, and our, on yep. our end, we had a president that, like, up what, till like three weeks ago was saying it was a hoax. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So for us, it's, like, totally, like, funny to see how it's, like, people are all of a sudden now taking it seriously. It's like, well, we should have. We've known for a long time. It's just we've been told over and over and people are believing it that, yeah. and there are still know. holdouts saying that this is all a big scam to <laughs> not get trump elected so i guess thanks italy for sacrificing all your citizens so that we don't get to reelect this clown <laughs> it's the dumbest thing i've ever heard how is it being viewed over in japan is it seen as are you guys doing the social distancing and all that stuff that we are here yeah, so Japan was uh, a bit ahead of the curve in that uh, they closed schools about three weeks ago. They announced that all schools were going to close for mm. pretty much all of March, and it looks like it's going to extend into April. So they were certainly keeping the kids apart from each other. Got it. Uh, they haven't, and uh, sporting events uh, and sort of big crowds have pretty much, you know, dissipated. So they're having a big sumo wrestling tournament at the moment in uh, Osaka, and that's going on without a crowd. Oh wow! Uh, you know the baseball preseason here is going on without a crowd. The soccer season's been cancelled or, or, or suspended. Sure. So they've been doing a lot of that stuff, um, but not the sort of curfews or com 
complete bans on uh, group activity, which you've seen elsewhere. It hasn't been as hardline. It's more been sort of encouraging people to be good Samaritans. Uh, that's it. been the approach we've taken. And Japan has copped a bit of flack, even though they were ahead of the curve on the school stuff. The, the government um, has been reluctant or hasn't declared an emergency. They've said they don't need to. And they've been very definite that the Olympics are going ahead in oh, July, wow. which I think almost no one believes that it's going to happen yeah. unaffected. You know, at the very least, it'll be, you know, crowd free or pretty severely reduced. Yeah. But their message is that it's going ahead as usual. I mean, uh, and people are people are a, a bit anxious because there's a lot of Chinese visitors. So here, so in the early stages, when most of it was coming out of China, uh, people were yeah. anxious about that. And also, you've got a very elderly population here. Yes. A lot of Japanese are over seventy, and obviously, that's the most vulnerable cohort uh, yeah. for for coronavirus. So people were particularly concerned about keeping them safe. Yeah. Okay. So you guys did the school ban three weeks ago. We just did it. Like today was my kid's first day without school. Yeah. I was shocked at how ours ours went really like backwards. It almost felt like <clears throat> it went like other places policing themselves first. Because didn't the mm. NBA close before it was yeah. even set a national emergency yeah. here? And it's and, different throughout. You know, yeah. We got the 50 states. So California yeah. and New York are like kind of leading like Newsom, our governor. Well, now, Just, but it's still he, weird yeah. to be like, my kid's school wasn't closed down before the NBA decided yeah. to close. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it, it was like, it was totally like You that. have to protect the millionaires. Yeah. Broadway closes yeah. and then they go, all right, emergency. I suspect, <laughs> I suspect in the next couple of weeks, you're going to discover what people found in Japan. And it's actually really hard to all of a sudden close schools and oh, have... Yeah. Uh, people continuing their work as normal when you've mm -hmm. got kids to, to worry about. So you've sort of had pop-up community, like, you know, kids' care facilities. You know, a few families get together and decide one parent's going to take care of them all. And, of course, it's nurses and doctors that are in, sure. like, huge demand at the moment, but a lot of them have got kids and all of a sudden they've got to take care of them. So there have been these knock-on effects. Um, totally. Uh, Japan yep. struggled a bit with. And Australia actually has chosen not to close schools because of that reason, because they need wow. uh, sort of you know, emergency workers to be available to work. Yeah, I did uh, watch it, or I heard one another podcast that yeah. was a clip was sent me. Wait, you listen to other podcasts, but you don't listen clip. to this one? Traitor! <laughs> 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 hey, man, if it sent to me in a clip, <laughs> but that clip was about that. Oh, they said 45% of nurses, you know, have kids. So if we close the schools, we're going to get hit with that. But sure. like we hit that. We had to do that today, Ari, where like this is the first day like like I'm home with Olivia <clears throat> and her whole being is like me as a kid. How can I make this hard enough on dad <laughs> so he'll just let <laughs> me be? You know, so I kept having to be <clears throat> like, stop, because I'm trying to work and yeah. get her like, OK, do this, do this. And then I, I'd say yeah. I say I did. I, I still probably got a D maybe an F on how I was as a teacher. Because yeah. after a while, I was just like, all right, you get you get a half an hour of that because I'm like, okay, now I can, yeah. now I can grade. So you're I reckon if you possibly can, you got to team up with a couple of other families and, and share the load. I hope you know, so. It'll keep the kids sane. It'll keep the parents sane. It'll mean that you can still get on with some regular work. Yeah. Uh, well, if you're trying to do full-time one-on-one, I think it's going to um, be really tough it. on all of you. Well, they're discouraging that at the moment. That's what, and some of the parents, yeah. I thought they'd be more like I am, where it's like, well, just like one kid. So, so far, I have not had any of the people that we normally would have mm -hmm. even play dates with be up for it. Sure. So, I'm like, dang it, I everyone's, am on an island. Everyone's really spooked. And yeah. Being an antisocial prick, I had zero problems <laughs> conforming to this. I'm just trying to figure out how to get rid of the <laughs> okay. wife and kid. Uh, <laughs> how are you doing it, Ari? Like, what are you doing for, like, 
with the schools and stuff? Like, how did you? Yeah, so uh, there's there's about half a dozen families that we know who have sort of pulled our resources, and so nice. we've got a bit of a roster happening where where one parent or two parents will keep an eye on the kids. Uh, the older kids, their schools have been pretty good at doing virtual learning, so they're nice. like streaming lessons or they're giving them uh, you know online videos or even just you know workbooks and and textbooks and things like that. Uh, so the older kids have sort of got a bit of structure. For the younger kids, yeah, we're just sort of getting together and, and pooling resources to look after them and, uh, you know, run art activities, things like that. So I was uh, helping out for a couple Jeez. of hours yesterday, so looking after you know, half a dozen kids with, with, with some help. Uh, and it was good. You know, it, it kept everyone sane, gave people things to do, gave us a bit of structure, I think. That's what I'm – one that's of the things awesome. I'm worried about is that we just lose all structure and yeah. we just sort of stay at home terrified. And that's not yes. good for anyone. Are you guys having the morons uh, wiping out the toilet paper? Uh, I think it's a worldwide phenomenon. Oh, really? Yes. Okay, so it's <laughs> I, not just I, us. I, toilet paper's off the shelves here. We haven't been able to buy anything for about a week. Certainly in oh. Australia, there was there was, there was uh, a, a cat fight in the aisle of a supermarket yeah. uh, trying to get hands on toilet paper. The police were called. It got really serious in Oh, Sydney. my God, man. Yeah. I know my friends that, that work at, um, there's a place called Chipotle or whatever, yeah. This the restaurant. They had a whole day where people were stealing their toilet paper <laughs> and like running out like as if they're gonna get tackled like wow. and they're like they okay. just had to keep restocking it but it's like wow man it's getting that crazy that they're gonna be like i i don't know it's i'm gonna die give me that toilet paper <laughs> partially comforting to know that the rest of the world is as stupid as we are but it's more distressing at the same time yeah, I, I I take it as a vote of confidence. It means people don't think there'll be a food shortage anytime soon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna have plenty of shit. You would hope so. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh, and Mike brought up a good point that but, you noticed, like all the uh, you know the paper and stuff was wiped out, but there were still candles. Oh yeah, my friend my friend posted and it made me laugh because she posted a picture was a whole aisle wiped out except the candles, and she, she all she uh. wrote on it was. Leaving the candles seems like a tactical error. <laughs> yeah, because if you think the world's going to end. <laughs> You're like surrounded by your TP and your disinfectant. In the dark. I got my food and <gasps> the power could go out. <laughs> yeah. How does electricity work again? <laughs> I haven't heard that happening anywhere yet. <clears throat> That's hecka funny, man. But I don't know. So, um, I, 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 I think parents are sort of, you know, we've got a bit of a job to kind of keep shield the kids from the worst of it like it's pretty yeah. bloody dire at the moment but yeah i think we're sort of going to keep helping keep their equilibrium i was thinking of the do you remember the film about 20 years ago life is beautiful uh roberto benini made it oh yes. life in an Italian yeah. concentration camp yeah. where the father looked after his son by treating it as a bit of a game yeah mm-hmm. uh, that's this sort of dark comedy i think that's almost what we're going through we're trying to treat yeah. you know going shopping getting toilet paper as a game yeah uh, just to keep kids mood up well, yeah, mm-hmm. and try to shield them from it. Yeah, totally. Because, yeah, I mean, just talking about it with Oli a bunch of times, it's always like, mm-hmm. like, how bad is this going to be? And then, and then because they say it mostly hits older people, yeah. she keeps saying, well, I don't want you to die. I'm like, dang uh, it's it. It's not me. <laughs> I am, My kid I am old. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, you're old. <laughs> to them, they're mm-hmm. like the elderly. And she's like, yeah, are you feeling okay? I am not technically elderly yet. Leave me alone. <laughs> Well, Ari, like, sit you, down. <laughs> you gave us a good segue into yeah. how to talk to your kid about coronavirus. Yes. And, and we called you because I have no idea how to do it right. <laughs> <laughs> My kid thinks I'm going to die, so help me, Ari. <laughs> yeah. well, your daughter's, what, three or four, right? Uh, yeah, she's nearly four now. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what a talk would be with a four-year-old, but at the same time, 
Some just showing are. if if you do happen to be around when something like that happens, like those fights and stuff. Yeah, I mean, so like I found a few websites. I'll post links to it in the show notes. Uh, this one's from kidshealth.org. You know, find out what your kid already knows and, you know, ask questions geared at their age level. Oh. So, yeah, you're not going to ask about, do you know how viruses work to a four-year-old? Yeah, that's true. Because they'll just be like, can I yeah. color or whatever? Yeah. You know, just to find out if you've even heard about the damn thing. I was kind of surprised when my kid was talking about coronavirus. I'm like, oh, shit, they've talked about it in class. They talk about it so much that they just don't know even what yeah. it is. Like, And then, you know, it says follow your kid's lead. Like, if they want to keep talking, keep talking. If they seem to not want to talk about it anymore, fine. Okay. Because um, you kind of can control what they're doing. Let's see. Offer comfort and honesty. Uh, make them feel safe, but be truthful. If they ask about something, you don't know what the answer is, say so. I got to make know. sure Oli's not still licking tags like she oh, said Jesus she did when she was gross. little. <laughs> did you hear that one? <laughs> Ari. <laughs> I did. She told me that out of nowhere at one point where she was like, <laughs> she's like, I forget what we were talking it was about. It a department like, store. We were just randomly talking about like things we did when we were little or something that, and she's like, well... When I was littler, I used to go around and lick all the tags at Target. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Why would you do that? She's like, I don't know. So I'm like, I better go and double back on that and go, when you said you used to do it, are you still, is that still the case? Cause, yeah. cause Maybe that, she's patient zero. With totally, the yeah. <laughs> Five years ago. They're going to see it where they're going to be like, it sort of seems like it started in Orangevale. <laughs> Has anyone even heard of that place? I'm like, oh, no. Time target. to pack our bags. <laughs> Ari, where's the safest place to live that does not have extradition? <laughs> deep, deep underground. Yeah, digging. We got to get out of here. Ah, <laughs> oh, dude. We had to, we were actually rewarding him. This is going to sound gross, but we're rewarding him for not picking his nose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I didn't we catch you picking your nose all We need to do a poster for that. You know, you have to put up reward charts. We need to make a reward chart. People can buy of like, not picking your nose. Oh, just so gross. That's had, awesome. I mean, oh, I mean, my God. It, Everyone else has clean the toilet <laughs> and take out the garbage. Like, look, man. Don't pick your nose. I got to pick my battle, and I got to start from where the real problem is. I'm just glad he doesn't scoot his ass on the carpet like a dog anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. But my chart is don't pick his nose. Don't pick your nose anymore. Good job. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Don't drool. Not on only the do you turn. not die, but you get a little mermaid figurine as well. That's yeah. awesome. So I think he's doomed. I love uh, it. Oh, man. I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but, you know, it's just uh, give your kids specific things they can do so they can feel like they're in control. Okay. Like washing your hands, not yeah. picking your nose. Yeah. Or washing your hands after you pick your nose. <laughs> uh, that's, that's so funny that that's something that has to be added on yeah. once you lock down don't pick your nose yeah. two weeks from now we'll add on wash your hands after. <laughs> um, we gotta make sure we get like lock this one yeah and then model it you know because like you didn't wash your hands so oh and that's another problem Ari is like I don't know is this a problem internationally because I swear, even like I've noticed it normally because it always drives me crazy when I mm -hmm. see it. But now that this virus is around, I swear I see I'm, I'm aware of everyone who leaves the bathroom without washing their hands. Oh, I've always been. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, I mean, there are always people too where it's, it's not a little kid. Like this guy that was at a, 
you know, but where Uli was going to have her um, yeah. musical or whatever, he's probably, I'd say, 60 or something. But he yeah. went in, coughing, yeah. t- you know, takes a leak and walks right out. Uh, I'm like, man, come uh, on. And another guy was telling me, yeah, so somebody came out, just took a massive dump and walked out. I said, come <laughs> on. <laughs> Hopefully What's he at wrong? least wiped his ass. Yeah, and then those people <laughs> probably have all everything hoarded. And they're just not used. Like, we're sure. not going to use the the disinfectant yeah. <laughs> we're just well, gonna keep it i mean i don't know if it's a stereotype but i always imagine japan being very clean yeah uh it is no people are in really good habits so like certainly washing hands in in bathrooms is a big deal although for some reason they don't have towels or even paper towels available so you've either got to use like a an electric dryer or mm-hmm. carry a little towel around with you so got that's it. a bit of a quirk that catches a lot of foreigners like us out yeah. uh, and when you if you go to restaurants you get a little uh, like moist towelette that's uh, okay. like everywhere you go even quite basic places will have that so you'll uh, at least feel clean even if uh, a whole lot of bacteria is surviving got it i'm assuming it's a different moist towelette or uh yes thankfully <laughs> we have enough one per person there's no 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 need to share them around the table <laughs> But yeah, not yet. Anyway, ask me in a week. Things might have changed. Yeah. Well, uh... what I, the thing that stuck out to me was you saying like them not feeling like they had to say certain things because it seems like it's common sense from when you're talking about Japan and stuff that there's actually common sense there. Whereas with our country yeah. right now, it's like unless you explicitly say it, even if you do, it becomes this whole like everyone for themselves. Yeah. You know, like well, I saw. I I wonder yeah. whether. Japan is actually benefiting from it being uh, having a lot of like disaster preparation messaging that goes out because it's in such an earthquake prone area. Mm-hmm. And we had the big one nine years ago that yeah. struck. A, a part of the messaging is you know stay calm, get your family together, uh, you know make sure you've got a supply of, of you know goods at home. Kind of like there's a real don't panic message that's been sure. drilled out, and kids get that from a very young age and get a lot of you know like public announcements Which on that sort of thing. Good. So I think yeah. people have sort of got that capacity in their brain to to cope and to not just panic at at, at a moment. Yeah, you know, it was only nine years ago when uh, when the the big earthquake hit and there was a tsunami and obviously mm-hmm. the nuclear the nuclear plants went offline. Like that summer here, electricity was off and there were there were food shortages. Like there were serious problems, but people were kind of quite quite stoic through it yeah. and you know kept calm and and, and pushed on. So I think there's that residual memory nine years on and it, is standing people here in good stead. And it was it like where they were like were people making runs on food and stuff and everything or were they all pretty? Yeah, there was. Well, what happened was uh, a lot of the food that came from the region of the country where there was the nuclear meltdown, mm. uh, people were just staying away from it because mm-hmm. they just didn't know whether it was safe to eat. And there's still, you know, mixed opinions on how safe it was. And that was like a big agricultural region. Yeah. So a lot of locally produced food um, was available, but people were reluctant to eat it. Oh, and that So makes then sense. obviously other foods were, were taken and it was kind of a knock-on effect. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, and they, they changed because it, was, because it was a couple of months before summer here. And summer here is swelteringly hot and there just wasn't the power supply. So a lot of buildings weren't air-conditioned. They introduced what they called cool biz so people could go to work uh, like without wearing the whole suit and tie thing oh, okay. uh, ah. just to adjust to the temperature. So people kind of made little lifestyle changes that made things bearable. Got it. That's pretty cool. So that I think kicking in this time as well. And there's always the hovering threat of Godzilla. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yes. Total non sequitur, but I'm looking right behind Mike. He has two yes, statues amazing of Godzilla's. action figures of Godzilla. My brother got uh, me. Yeah, he's got me one. <laughs> I think they make these killer like re, where they've made them like specific costumes, 
I have one Godzilla that's from Godzilla versus King Kong, which is a great I don't movie. think we have time to nerd out today, Mike. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you brought it up, man, and I will nerd out. And that's part of what I did over the weekend where it's like you're being locked in. I read uh, 54 issues of this comic called Saga that was freaking amazing. You got to right read that. There. That's a good weekend right there. Oh, my God. Yeah, that one and then my brother's comic I reread. <laughs> that's good. But yeah, God, man. Yeah. Like so, I am catching up on that stuff. That's yeah. good. I'm just trying to see. Look at the links. I'll post both of them. There's one from Kids Health. There's one yeah. from like CDC. Well, I'm really interested. Like this has been worth its weight in gold. Just hearing that. Like, how long did it take you to get that set up, Ari? Like the your like group uh, of friends. People moved pretty fast. So it was it was on a Thursday. The government announced the schools were closing from the following Monday, and yeah. there was sort of a, a meeting of parents on that weekend. Uh, and agreed to set up the bare bones of it, uh, and then it sort of built over time. Because remember, there's a lot of teachers that are now out of work that have got a bit of yeah. time spare and are, and are keen to do that sort of thing. So we've ended up bringing in a teacher to kind of help coordinate it. Nice. Uh, and there's a lot of special activities. So we've got a gym instructor who's coming in, running like a phys ed class for the kids, and there's an art instructor and a music teacher and lots of different ones. Oh my God, where uh, are they having it? Somebody's got a big enough house, or is it? Like- yeah, we've got. We're lucky. We found a bit of communal space here that's got enough. You know, room for the yeah the kids to put all their gear and to run some activities. Man, that's um, that sounds better than the school she goes to. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it's it's, awesome. it's tricky because if, if 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 they're worried about kind of transmission through kids who are having large groups of them together, yeah, then mm-hmm. you can kind of you end up with the same problem if you get too many kids. So I don't know what the right what the right number is. Yeah, um, I mean here yeah. they're trying to get it keep it under ten. And yeah. I've seen yeah. some people say keep it under five people at a time. Yeah. Well, um, what the problem that I run into with it, it's like, all right, like we just stopped doing it. So then you get yeah. people going like, hey, why'd you leave your house today? And mm-hmm. it's like, dude, you were fighting in Costco like over the weekend yeah. or or it also pops in my head. I don't even know if you wash your hands. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's oh. like ten, one out of ten of you is not wash your hands. Watch, you know. Well, out of all the gross yeah. stuff you talked about with the bathroom <laughs> earlier, mm-hmm. yeah, the worst I've seen was a guy that went straight from the urinal to the paper towels. Oh. Which means that you know you got piss on your hands. You didn't even bother to rinse them. You oh, just wiped it off. You still felt like you had to go there. Mm. So I don't know. It doesn't surprise me that these diseases spread. Yeah. I'm always so suspicious. So you think the handshake might be waking, won't be making a comeback anytime soon then? Not for Handshakes a while. Handshakes are gone long term? Uh, probably not. I'm seeing creative stuff like fist bumps or foot foot yeah. fives. I, I don't know what you would call that. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, just a head nod works. I don't know. It, uh, well, it sucks because I'm like... There's another one. Japan's ahead of the curve here. Everyone goes to the bow. bow. They don't do the handshake. Yeah. Ah. Prince Charles uh, was in India, and I could see him, like, reaching to shake people's hands, and then they would, like, shake their head no, and they would do that little put your hands together yeah, and nod. Yeah. So, hey, whatever works. I haven't heard a lot of stuff of this spreading in India, which kind of surprised me because there's so many damn people. But... Have you heard anything of that, Ari? Uh, I haven't heard much, but yeah. it might be that the testing is, they're not doing that much testing, because I think that's sure. been a problem in Japan and, and the States and elsewhere. Yeah, yeah that's totally right. Things running rampant, yeah. we just don't, can't quantify it easily. Yeah. I have a, I have some cousins in South Africa, and apparently they shut their schools down recently, so okay. it's just all over the world. But you guys, I guess the consensus is across the world that uh, our uh, leader is a moron? 
Uh, he hasn't exactly covered himself in glory. I think some of that <laughs> denialist stuff and, and the hoax stuff in the first month were ridiculous. Yeah. And yeah. then he just he doesn't inspire confidence. You no. know, you want someone who's calm and, and reassuring. And look, you just look at the market. You know, speaking last night, Wall Street was down 13%. I think it's off like 30% from its peak, which is astronomical. Yeah. Especially yeah. given that he used to pride himself on uh, on the performance of the stock market. It's a vote of no confidence in him, I reckon. That's all gone. I well, that, so. but it just kills yeah. me. It's like in other countries. You know, you have something like this and yeah, we send a bunch of funds over to, you know, research and do what you can to fix it. Here it happens, oh, we need to reduce the interest rate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, what the, yeah. And and part of it's the messaging, but part of it's also just the action. Mm-hmm. I was reading a piece about him closing down like the pandemic response unit with a national security mm-hmm. uh, yep. apparatus. Yep. Like the people whose job was to anticipate this and prepare for it, they were Gone home. I mean, it's just extraordinary. Yeah, yeah that was two years ago. He, yeah, he's yeah. Like and then he runs around, around claiming that no one anticipated it. Well, no yeah. shit, Sherlock. That's yeah. why they're you there. Got rid of your team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then oh yeah, and then I. That's another thing I had seen posted was somebody posted a couple of like tweets from one of those one of those Fox News type people, mm-hmm. and they the whole thing was again of saying it was the entire thing was a uh, you know Democrats. Yeah making um you know making this up and and just seeing the people still following that and saying that or it's just like man the more you do this it's just like wh- why can't we just focus on trying to Fix pull it. together yeah. as people and try to and then <laughs> and then this is me being rotten but Ari you know like in in the US there's a whole bunch of stuff about people that I know too that don't want to vaccinate their kids, mm-hmm. so oh, yeah. everything's like it's it's dangerous and all that. And the first thing that popped in my mind, and I may be a terrible person, was how many of these people were never vaccinated <laughs> that, yeah. that it's running through because there is a lot of that too. Because now yeah. everybody was like, "Where's the vaccine for it?" You know, like they're don't gonna go one. get that vaccine if that comes. You know. Yeah. Well, we'll wrap up the coronavirus thing. <laughs> With uh, I can't remember which country it was, but one of the Scandinavian countries listed the U.S. as a an undeveloped country. <laughs> <laughs> so this is where we've come. Uh, That's hilarious! Oh my it's god! Sad if you're living here, but I don't I'm know. Move to Japan, man. But what's your? I mean, how do you feel about it going forward right now over there, Ari? Uh, I'm desperately trying to be optimistic and upbeat but the yeah. evidence is is not good i think yeah. we are in this for the long haul i was floating an idea that maybe we just declare 2020 a, a, a non-year sure. all we've got to do this year is beat coronavirus that forget about sport forget about uh, yeah. school forget about work we just got to beat this thing and then we start again next year and everyone kind of resumes where they were before this this thing blew up uh, I think we need something really extraordinary. That trying to get back to business as usual is just really quite painful yeah. at the moment. Yeah, there are so arguments. I think we just need about, to focus all our energies on beating it. Yeah, there are arguments about shutting, yeah. you know, shutting down the economy for a short term yeah. just to get yeah. it under control. I mean, I really feel for kids that are coming up to like their final yeah. year of school to have to deal with this. It's just, it's just not fair for them. Yeah. So I reckon we almost keep everyone in place, and then we resume again in a year. Yeah. Well, I feel for I kids know. for the burning toilet of a world that we've left them. Yeah, right. But, <laughs> so we're going to talk. No, next. I like that idea. Yeah. yeah. I like that idea. So we're going to go to a much happier topic. Okay. Of uh, IVF, in vitro fertilization. And, uh, you know, I, I guess there's more to it, just the whole fertility treatments and all that. Yeah. So, Ari, you've gone through that? Yeah, 
We did. Uh, our daughter was born in 2016 as a result of IVF. Cool. That's so we got awesome. lucky there. Awesome. And they did that in Australia. Uh, yeah, that's right. It's look, it's it's becoming really common in Australia. I think because you're getting a lot of parents that are well, people that are trying to become parents a bit later on in life. Okay. Uh, you know, if you're trying to do it north of 35, it becomes tougher and tougher to do it naturally. And yeah. So yeah, IVF is is coming into fashion. How long were you guys trying before? If you don't mind me we, asking. yeah, look, I was sort of trying using using the old fashioned method for uh, a while, um, yeah, maybe maybe a year, and uh, it, it wasn't happening, sure. uh, and so we sort of investigated the medical route, uh, and then we're actually really fortunate when we went down the medical path that uh, we were we were first time lucky, which is which is very unusual. Nice, uh, the <clears> success rate I think of about twenty percent on each round, so you usually got to try a few times before you get lucky if if you do it all. Now, what does something like that cost in Australia? Good question it was a few years ago now i'm trying to remember most of it is subsidized mm -hmm. if you can demonstrate that you uh have a medical infertility so basically you, you've you've been trying and it hasn't been happening for you and you you know you do some tests on uh you know sperm count and on, on the sure. women's fertility yeah uh, and if that's sort of verified then uh you can go down the path of subsidized ivf so there's still some out-of-pocket expenses sure. for us but uh, most of it's covered covered through what we call medicare and we say so, uh, sounds, are we talking hundreds or thousands Probably across the, the course of the treatment, we're probably down a couple of thousand Australian, okay. which is yeah, wow. similar in, in US, but not the difference. not the tens of thousands that it actually yeah. would have cost yeah. at a wholesale level. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I, and yeah, I worked with a guy that they had done like three times, and then they had decided to adopt because it was too mm -hmm. many. But they had, they yeah. had, they had basically done about seventy thousand or something at that point wow. in the mm. Bay, you know, in the Bay Area, and trying sure. to go to the best places. But it's a lot of it was a lot of money, you know. Yeah. Well, they were talking about. In the U.S., average couple spent about nineteen thousand, and then every cycle was an additional seven thousand. Wow! Yeah, um, and they and like you said, it doesn't take on the first time. So, like if you go through three cycles, it's easily over thirty thousand dollars. Wow! Which hey, that would have been coming handy to raise my kid. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a massive financial toll, and there's a and there's a big psychological toll as well. It is really emotionally draining going through those rounds. You know, yeah. I remember hearing stories about people in Australia who've gone through dozens of rounds without wow. success, and just every Dang. time they get more and more desperate, and it's you know taking a big toll on them. It's uh, really tough going, and then at some point you just got to kind of make peace with the fact that it just might not be your lot in life. Sure, you've got to yeah turn to adoption or, or find other things that give you satisfaction. Well, my wife and I, we were we gave birth. She gave birth. Uh, we were forty, yeah. so both of us were forty. I'm not doing that. We were pregnant. Bullshit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but we, we were all know your 40. contribution. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but we were having a rough time, so we actually went to the doctor. We didn't get so far as the IVF, but there were some stuff where, like, there were some injections they wanted her to take. Yeah. And one, of course, there's the whole here, watch the movie and take this cup. And yeah, yeah. I'm guessing you had to go through all that. But over here, they have zero pers zero personality, no sense of humor. <laughs> Just, <laughs> you're yeah. in room two, sir. What's like, the one, what did you say when you went? Because oh, I had to go twice, and they gave me the same movie. Uh, the second time, so I was like, "Oh, I was wondering how this turned out," and she just looked at me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, that is a that is an objectively funny joke. I thought so, and, but she's and and I would argue that she probably doesn't hear that. 
That's very clever. I bet she yeah, hears like that's true. Come on, this is not standard fare. That was good. I'm sure nurses <laughs> at those places always get asked, you know, can you help me with this, or can shut I get up. a hand, or some yeah, stupid shut shit. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> but get in the room. No sense of humor, and you walk out, and it's like everyone that. in the waiting room knows exactly what you just got done doing because they're about to go do it. Yeah, you should have come out, and you should have went. I did it. <laughs> I win. <laughs> yes. And then Success! You, then you start wondering, it's like, well, am I in here too long? Have I not in, been in here long enough? Yeah. And you start yep. stressing. Mm-hmm. It's stupid. That's uh, hilarious, man. Yeah. <laughs> Turned out I was putting it in the wrong place. <laughs> <laughs> Is that why you couldn't get pregnant? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no. Um, but no, there was like, I remember they gave us, they gave us some um, syringes and I had to like poker. Oh. And oh. she wouldn't, she was freaked out to do it. And I was like, I'll do it. And she was kind of freaked out by my will, eagerness to do so. Uh, <laughs> well, if you say it that way, yeah, I'll give yeah, it. Give me it. that thing. <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, I guess, so this doesn't apply over there, but apparently you can get quotes from clinics mm. and price shop. And wow, I'll post a link for this as well, because it talks about, you know. You now get, I'm wondering if I'm remembering the amount he has said wrong when you're saying it's. What you do get in Australia is it, you do get some price shopping because people are paying some of it out of pocket, mm-hmm, so they're, okay. they're a bit price sensitive. But also there's a bit of a war going on in sort of comparable statistics on their success rates. And it's been really difficult to find some good, reliable measure of how one place compares uh, to the next because uh, some will use, you know, successful conceptions, some will use, you know, live births as a, as a portion. But then also, you know, some people will deliberately take on harder cases, you know, ladies who are, who sure. are older and therefore less likely to fall pregnant. So should they be penalized in the stats because they take someone on if it ultimately doesn't work? You know, and others will just take the people who are likely to succeed so they can bump up their Makes numbers. Sense. It's been really difficult that? to get good comparisons between different places. That makes sense. That. Yeah. Yeah. And then I guess the other thing about if you're getting quotes, um, make sure it's all inclusive, like what they're quoting. Because oh, like someone no. will say, yeah. this is what we charge for this. It's like, oh, but we didn't mention, you know, the fertility drugs, the mm. pregnancy testing, the all that stuff. But yeah, I didn't even think about the success rates. That's actually a really good. Yeah. Because then you're not even qualifying what they're saying. Yeah. If they're just saying it's 20% successful and you're like, dang it. 80% of our IVF yeah. kids mm. went on to college. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, read the fine print. It pays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then there's like a whole section on this thing of like the additional costs. I feel yeah. like our health system, though, is it's almost like this happens so much that you just know it's going to happen. Like no matter what, or from the dentist to the eye doctor to wherever you go, you're always going to end up with something after when they're like, you know, oh, they'll cover this and this is yeah. covered. And then you get some sort of bill. Oh, I'm sorry. It actually turned out that that code is. Well, you did ask for code. an aspirin there. Yeah. So here's a bill for $8,000. Yeah. No matter what. Like, I even just got one from Olivia's dentist that all it said was like balance. And I'm yeah. like, dude, you got to give me a breakdown of what didn't get paid. <laughs> like, I, need to, yeah. I need to know more than balance, you know? <laughs> like,. Yeah. Send it so I can see, so I can talk to them. But it's like, a, yeah, like that's awful. I wish we. That's why it would be nice to have it where it's one, like, yeah. yeah, one payer, single payer covered. We are pro socialized medicine here at Stand Up Dads. Totally. Uh. Well, that's and, they, and we also have the arguments too, where it's like because people who will tell me whether well, my friends or, I, or people I know who'll get mad about it and be like, well, you don't want it to be. 
socialism like oh so you yes, want to privatize <laughs> the fire department you want to yeah. privatize the police force <laughs> we're not going to go into that yeah we'll do that another one yeah That'd no funny the stuff that uh like if you're getting an egg donor because i even think about that because yeah it might be because you don't oh. have any eggs 25 to thirty thousand dollars. wow just for that although sperm is anywhere from two to three thousand dollars so it's really oh well, my god we make it all the time i was gonna no i was gonna say that's a lot of money you would think you'd be able to get that for yeah. five bucks <laughs> the egg it's gotta be horrible to get that out of no, there i'll give it to you for free i throw it away all the time yeah no uh, yeah yeah that's what i mean the sperm i would think it should be like yeah sixty thousand dollars for the egg and for yeah. the sperm it's uh, five bucks and if you want to go <laughs> so far as to have a gestational carrier so a surrogate oh my god yeah fifty to a hundred thousand dollars and is that even enough for them mm-hmm. to go through that, that's all. Yeah. So yeah. Well, that, it's, yeah. it's been it's been a big argument in Australia because we don't have legal commercial surrogacy, so you can't pay someone. Oh, to really? Baby, but oh, you wow. Can cover their expenses. Oh, okay. so that's I think, I think that's what it is a bit of a workaround. Wow. I think that fifty hundred thousand dollars goes to the agency, not to the Why? person. Why? It's got to go to the person. No, because I hear I think it's the same thing. You can only cover the expenses, so that way you're not farming people. Oh. <laughs> But you would think you're not farming them if you're paying them. Sure you are. It's like a breeder. Well, yeah. I mean, there's often, I think, ways that people work around it and sort of defining what someone's yeah. expenses are and if you're paying them for the time off work yeah. and things like that. Um, yeah. It just seems that like you're, kid. they're getting paid compared to, I don't know. Yeah. Locking uh, them in your bunker. You're going to make babies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, going going through this whole process i mean we, we were fortunate that we could use our own uh, sperm and egg but with you know other families that are going through surrogate arrangements or through you know looking for donor eggs donor sperm it made me think that we've got to do better with adoption and making that a more viable option there are a lot of mm-hmm. kids that are growing up without stable family and without much support and yeah. you know, really in need but it's just so difficult to you know to have uh, adoptions they're, in australia they're just such a small proportion that it almost never happens Unless you're uh, right. you know, and I reckon that's probably a better solution for a lot of kids and a lot of parents. Oh, totally. Yeah, I know what you mean, like not make it so, because they do make it seem like, we should look that up, like how much it is to adopt, because well, the they lady, make it hard. The lady that watched our kid when he was born and we were both working, Yeah. they were trying to adopt, and they had already been trying for like two years. Wow. And I think... Shit, I think they went for a couple more years till they gave up. It's really, yeah, it, they make yeah. it so, that's a good point, Ari, because they, they make it so hard that it's almost like you don't even and it's consider expensive. it. Yeah, they make it expensive and hard. It's like, wow. Yeah, I know an international adoption could be upward of 10 years, I think, if, wow. you, if you do eventually find someone. So it just happens really rarely. Of course, yeah. Australia has a little bit of a history with adopting Aboriginal kids, don't they? Do they? Oh, yeah. It's... <laughs> Yeah, look, they, they talk about the stolen generation, and there were some horrible um, yeah. episodes in our history of uh, Aboriginal kids who were taken away by by well-meaning but but foolhardy white families. Uh, I think know, we did that with Native Americans them as being here. neglected by their parents, but um, yeah, so there's a lot of kids that were really badly dislocated, and that, that's terrible. And so there certainly is a big push in Aboriginal communities uh, if if parents aren't able to look after their kids to still keep them within the Aboriginal communities. So mm-hmm. whether it's aunties or uncles or grandparents or, uh-huh. uh, you know, cousins who will take care of them so that they're not dislocated from their culture. Uh-huh. And I think that's a really important policy. So they yeah. wouldn't want to change that. But Well, they did that uh, here with the Native Americans and yeah. the whole thing was like, oh, yeah. they're all alcoholics, so they should be with a nice white Christian family. Mm. And yeah. yeah, so we're paying the price for that now. Yeah. I just look... 
you know, at seeing how someone can, because I don't know too many people that could drop tens of thousands of dollars just to have a kid. Yeah. Yeah. And there's so many families that, yeah, like I, but you know, I wouldn't mind having another, another kid. Yeah. Like I'm not going (laughs) to be able to have one on my own and there's no way, you know, on your own you're going to be able like I can't just adopt someone and have to pay that much. You yeah. know, I, I think with, with, with sort of uh, population, uh, you know, growth slowing or, or declining around the world, people are saying there's actually a real benefit to making it easier for people to have kids and, and have families because, you know, certainly in Australia, it's mostly like older, uh, sort of, you know, middle class or uh, families that are, that are turning to IVF because uh, they're kind of leaving their, their, you know, starting a family quite late. And, if those families, if those parents don't end up having kids, then you end up with sort of, you know, a lot of wealthier households or sort of socially, uh, you know, well-positioned households that don't have kids, but it's often people that aren't in a great position to take care of them that are pumping sure. out lots and lots of them. So yeah. you end up with yeah. sort of demographic imbalance. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Smart people don't have eight kids. But... Well, it depends. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So would you do it again? Uh, I think if we if we were to try for another one, and that's that's a, a, an open question, uh, I think we'd probably try the traditional method uh, first, sure. um, and then uh, and then look at our options. Um, I mean, one one of the the I suppose the upsides of IVF is <clears> that you often have zygotes or embryos that are in in the freezer, so to speak. Mm-hmm. That you'll you'll have have a whole lot, and you'll implant some, and they'll you know turn into a baby, and others will be available later on. Uh, and so that makes it a bit easier if you have uh, the mother who is getting older. You know, usually by you hit by the time you hit forty, it's quite difficult to fall pregnant. But if you've got some of the the zygotes in the freezer, uh, it makes it more likely that that can happen. Now, do they so charge, sort of you like have, have, charge you like yep. a storage? Charge you like a storage? Okay, good. Oh. yeah. We we offered to we offered to keep it in the freezer at home, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You, you got you got to pay the storage fee and hope like hell that they don't mix up the labels and give you some oh, Yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't even think about that. That's hilarious. <laughs> it's like, uh, I guess we're raising a Japanese kid. Yeah. <laughs> so. It's like the old joke though, where it's like, oh, do you have something to tell me? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, well, explain yourself. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Ah, dude, I don't know. Do you? I mean, so having gone through it, is there any advice you would give to someone that's about to start it? Strap yourself in for a long journey. You know, it it might. I mean, we're talking about what the what the fella needs to do, and that's pretty straightforward. Yeah. Certainly for 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 the woman, it's it's a big ordeal physically and psychologically. It's really draining. A lot of injections, a lot of drugs, a lot of hormone fluctuations. Got it. You wow. got to do a heck of a lot before you get a starting line. And then the success rate is, is is not great on any single rounds. Got it. You know, and so you you implanted and you've got that sort of two week wait um, before you find out whether you've actually fallen pregnant and it's taken hold, and that's a really stressful time. So be kind to yourself and be kind to other people. It sometimes helps to put a bit of distance between yourself and other parents or other little kids because that can really be a trigger for some people. If you're feeling a bit sensitive about your own um, you know fertility troubles, and then you're you know in a with with people that have got lots of kids, that can be quite tough. So just just maybe find ways to look after yourself and sure. uh, not put yourself in deliberately painful, stressful situations. So actually, a time like now with social uh, separation, yeah, or shit, what's the word again? Social distancing. Distancing yeah. that'd be a perfect time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 it's the perfect time. No, but that you don't even think about that. But yeah, yeah. because I remember Kim was a basket case when we were going through all that stuff, just because you know. 
I can't even imagine, you know, because when I found out my swimmers were okay, you know, it was nothing. I was like, okay, I don't feel bad about me. It's not, you know, and it's just, yeah, and it was easy. It wasn't hard to get. It was kind of enjoyable, I guess. Uh, (laughs) I enjoyed myself. (laughs) They had a good movie. (laughs) I got to finish both the movie and... Everything went Rob's way. <laughs> yeah. So did they give you like some food on the way out? No, hey, I wouldn't eat food you, from you there. You want a burger? What the heck is this place? Would you like some? I'm gonna free? hang out here. We got yeah. We got ribs. You got something ribs. for your free hand. Yeah, yeah. One for your free hand. Uh, <laughs> uh. Yeah, you want to eat some ribs while you're in there? Oh my god, I'm never leaving. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get another cup, please? <laughs> oh my god, man, uh, dude! No, that I mean, reminds me of <laughs> a story that's completely off track of this. Go for it. But like, God, how old were we? Doesn't matter. Probably like twenty. <laughs> we must have been tw- no. It was yeah. We were at least twenty-one. Me and my me and my friend went to like a strip club, yeah. and it it was one that had a buffet, but we were that's still gross. like young. And back then, like now. There's no way I'd ever go to one because it's like so dumb. Why am I going to go and put my... But then we were like, woo, we got free food. We're here like eating ribs. (laughs) (laughs) And you could see people looking at us like, (laughs) you know, because there's older guys there in like suits and taking it very seriously. And we were sitting there like, nom, 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 like eating ribs. (laughs) (laughs) This is fun. Was it free food? Oh, yeah. It's all buffet. Oh, dude. Yeah. In our minds, I guess it was like, this is... What was that? what was that place that had like a buffet that I don't know closed down at well it was like it's hometown buffet but with strippers oh, is okay. what would this there be? was <laughs> there was there was a famous pub in Melbourne the city I'm from that used to offer schnitz and tits <laughs> oh my god a, see schnitz and tits see that's amazing at least and then to, <laughs> and then they wanted to cater to a, a broader crowd so they do veggie and something else veggie. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh. It's so funny, man. I don't think it's around anymore, but it was an institution for a long, long time. <laughs> it's, it's, where a lot of, it's, where, it's where a lot of young men had their first uh, schnitzel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, dude. I yeah. Was, yeah, and this is in the 90s before the, the whole exfoliation thing. So, oh, oh my <laughs> God. hair in your food. Just... Oh, my God, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we were like, we were like totally like that. One hand had a rib, and the other one's like, "Hold on a second, Ew. here's a knife." <laughs> <laughs> now there'd be like no way. Like now, I'm all, yeah, now I'd be like, "We're gonna die." You have a daughter. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, now I'm like, God, I'm more than double that age now. Oh, anyway, so back to the topic. <laughs> Ari brings up a good point because yeah, I I failed, and I didn't even go. We didn't even go that far into the process. Yeah, I didn't take into account you know, what she was going through with all this. Cause you know, it's like, why are you so crab crabby? It's like, we're going to work this out. It's <laughs> fine. And Y'all, can you, I hate to see you so sad. Can you go cry in the back room? <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's, it's a team sport, right? So yeah. early on in the process, you've got to kind of find out where the problem is, whether it's him with her or just unexplained. And, and you know, and that happens, but you've got to be on the same team on this. As soon mm-hmm. as you start pointing fingers, you're in deep strife. Dang it. Um, yeah. So you sort of got to work together through whatever the problem is, wherever it lies. I mean, I think that would have saved me a lot of fights if I had been mature enough 
<laughs> What's funny is you were 40. You can't, I, I you can't see. I can't. I'm still a man child. You can't lean on. Yeah, you can't lean on. Well, it was a long, long time ago. Yeah, like It was a couple years back. Something. How old's your kid again? Never mind. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Isn't your kid only seven? Oh, shut up. <laughs> I've grown a lot since I had a child. Well, in the interest of uh, <laughs> kind of... And if you stretch this, the, our bad dad this week yeah. is a bad mom. What? So we're talking about all the stuff people are willing to do to get a kid. Yeah. U.S. mom arrested for trying to trade her one-year-old daughter for a 1992 car. Oh, my God. <laughs> what, so, what What model of car was it? That's, <laughs> that's the thing. I'm like a 92. So this is, this is from October of 2019. Yeah. So the car is already, what, uh, 27 years old? Yeah. Right? Is my math wrong there? I don't know. Did it have low mileage, though? Yeah, it's like a, it's a, <laughs> practically a 30-year-old car, so I'm thinking it's got to be something special. Oh, my God. It's a 1992 Plymouth Laser. Wow. Piece of shit. So this is from the UK. This is shocking, man. The story is from uh, the news. The article is from the UK. Uh, mother in the U.S. been arrested for apparently trading her one-year-old daughter for a car. Oh, my God. So it actually went through. It wasn't like she offered it and the person called. So somebody went, okay. Yes. So that makes it even like another level of Well, I'm horrible. trying to figure out what the fuck does that person want with a one-year-old? I know. Well, or, even, yeah. Yeah. Although a, a Plymouth laser is a lot cheaper than IVF in the U.S. Yeah. So. Yeah. Happened in North Carolina. Officers were alerted uh, when the baby was taken to the hospital with bruises. And then they were asking the new parents questions, and then that's how they found out what was going on. Oh, so the people they questioned were the ones that had taken the baby. Yeah. <sighs> so they were trying to raise it as their own. But, yeah, they, the people that took it, they were older. They were 47 and 53. Sometimes I don't want to do the bad dad segment because it's I almost know. like we're like, ha, 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 ha. Well, I and then, bam, and I'm like, oh. I thought I it was okay. <laughs> I got rid of all the murder stories. Yeah. But... <laughs> Thinking that would make it cheerful. Yeah. But I think sometimes that's just like, oh, that sucked. Move on. Trading your kid for a car. Is Trading still your like, kid for a shitty car. Oh. We needed Ari to have a bad dad story from. <laughs> well, the one we had when Ari was here was when we had the dad that dropped his kid off in the mountains of Japan. Oh, yeah. And yeah. He said, I remember that. Yeah. He said, thank you, dad, for being such a great father. It's like, what? What? <laughs> uh, but yeah, but the advert for the car... The laser gains all-wheel drive as an option that greatly improves handling. Front and rear styling changes include headlights, tail lamps, and a, near, a new rear spoiler on mm. turbo models. Well, then. <sighs> so online, the vehicle sells for from 5,000 to 11,000 pounds. It still commands that kind of money? So, yeah. Wow. The heck? But still, I mean. I, That's a lot of money for a shitbox. I know. Exactly. So I would never sell my kid, but I would. If I did, I'd be entertaining offers a lot bigger than that. But was she a collector? <laughs> I don't think so. It, sounds it like may a have been like a me. holy grail moment where she was like, I love my daughter, and yet I've been looking for this car. <laughs> and one. This has been my white whale. You don't understand your <laughs> officer. <laughs> I've been hunting this. It is the <laughs> crowning jewel of my collection of shit cars. <laughs> or, or maybe it's like this was the DeLorean from Back to the Future. I even then, it's like I oh well then because then you could just drive back and take your kid back, and they'd be like, "Damn it!" That's what I would do. I'd be like, all right, that and then I would turn it back, <laughs> zoom gut, pick him up. 
It doesn't work at 88 miles an hour, Mike. Damn it. <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah, do you have any bad dad stories about, out there that I've, we've missed out on with all this? There's nothing else in the news right now, unfortunately. Or someone personal, you know. You could just change their <laughs> name of it. Jeez. I got a bad dad around the block. <laughs> we all know some of them. <laughs> Crickets over there. <laughs> He's like, I don't want to incriminate myself. <laughs> did we lose him? No, I'm sorry. Did you, oh? Was that the question for me? I thought that was more a question out into the ether. No, oh, no, uh, I was like, do you yeah. know? Yeah. <laughs> no. You know. Have you met the dad that left his oh. kid out in the mountains? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I found a guy with a really cool Mazda, so maybe there's something in that. Aren't those pretty common out there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get a good trade-in for it. <laughs> That's Hank oh, buddy. I don't know. I'm just. What is um, Yeah. No, 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 no bad dad stories come to mind, but I certainly keep my eyes open for them. Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, we have to figure out how to make it not so depressing when I bring up the bad. <laughs> I know it definitely is like, it's like a kick in the balls at I the know, end. It's it always really like is. we're like ha ha ha, and then, uh, and then we go. This episode is <laughs> brought to you. By. <laughs> It always ends all sad. Thank you, Ari. And then Ari's like, I'm never coming back on again. I'm gonna he's gonna wake up dreaming about this. Like traded her kid. I'm never going on that show again. We've established (laughs) that I do the bad dads to make me feel better about how shitty of a dad I am. I reckon you're gonna get a flood of bad dad stories in the next few months because you're gonna get a whole lot of kids at home, a whole lot of dads that are at home spending hours and hours together when they don't normally. Ooh, I know. They're gonna do some stupid shit. Oh, that's true. There's gonna be some very good backyard science experiments, I reckon. Oh, I I didn't even think of that. Yeah, we're gonna be blowing stuff up, mixing stuff together, seeing what happens. Yeah. Wonder if anyone's gonna trade a kid for a case of toilet paper. (laughs) (laughs) That would be awful. Don't get any fucking ideas out there, God damn I it. know. I know. <laughs> they stopped production. It was going to take a month to get some more. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, well, Ari, do you have anything else for us? Uh, words of wisdom since you've gone through this? Since, I mean, it sounds like you guys are like three weeks ahead of us on this. Yeah. Yeah, I think certainly with the, with the school's closure. Uh, the uh, bit of advice is just to... Look after each other. I mean, it sounds trite and cliche, but everyone's going through really tough emotional time, physical time, financial time. Just give people a bit of latitude and, you know, don't uh, feel that we need to rush back to things as usual immediately. You know, things are going to take time to work through and we just got to kind of accept that and be a bit kind to each other. Uh, no punchline to it, but I think no. that's what we're going to no, do. Yeah. It's actually the most rational thing I've heard about this in weeks. So. I know. I think we do need more of that. There's not enough of it where people are talking about. Like, you'll see some of it. I've seen some of my friends are posting stuff where mm-hmm. they're like, you know, if anybody needs, you know, food or toilet paper or trying to help, you know, um, you know, we're posting the stuff for the schools that, because that's another thing that is a big deal is with the schools closing a lot of the children, that's the only places they were getting food. That's So yeah. now we're, trying to when they post it well everyone will try to post where it's at in the in the neighborhood so they know okay now to get the food is at you know this library on mondays and wednesdays they're doing so what they're doing is a lot of times they're doing the dinner or the the lunch and the breakfast for the next day will be 
and they can just drive up and get it. Nice. Which is pretty friggin' awesome. Yeah, if you are hurting, I'll see if I can <clears throat> put something in the show notes about um, links to where you can find food and stuff like that because this does hurt. I mean, a lot of my friends are in the service industry and they're just screwed because, you know, driving over here, all the parking lots that weren't a grocery store were just empty. So, yeah. Okay. On that happy note, <laughs> Ari. <laughs> Rob, again. So let's end it on Ari speaking or me speaking. <laughs> we already did. I may have to edit to go back to his wise words. You know, and, and now to, to couple on to those wise words. Now for a We're all going to die. <laughs> okay. There's no way we're all surviving this. Have a good day. <laughs> this is brought to you by. <laughs> He's like, and after all that, don't even bother having a child. <laughs> don't bring him into this world. <laughs> Listen to our vasectomy episode again. <laughs> Ari, should we have a, a new ending to the show? That's and now Roberts. <laughs> and now Robert Rob- will close our. <laughs> Robert imitates Eeyore. <laughs> Uh, and bother. now Robert's take. <laughs> Doesn't matter. We're all going to die anyway. <laughs> oh, Ari, thank you so much for coming back on. I'm so glad you reached out. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. Rob and Mike, it's been a pleasure. I'm really enjoying being a listener and loving being on the line when I can be. Yeah. Yeah. yeah whenever you want to, man. It's yeah. been fun talking with you. And we definitely have to check in with you once this all settles down to see yeah. how the world looks you know, and how it's different. Because I'm sure we're not, we can't even imagine what it's going to be like in, you know, five months, four months. Yeah. Yeah. Four weeks. We're working this all out as we go through. If you're listening, email us, thestanduppdads at gmail.com. Subscribe to us. We drop new episodes every Sunday. And International Dads, you know, present company included, uh, reach out to us. And like, you know, we'd love to have you on. We had like um, downloads in Mozambique and in. We had a bunch in Hong Kong recently. Cool. So I would love to hear about what's going on there. If you need artwork. Oh, if you need artwork, <laughs> I still haven't updated the site. It's okay. <laughs> It'll never be updated. It's pencilforhire.com, pencil, F-O-R-Hire, or pencilforhire on Instagram. And uh, if you're going to have plenty of free time, so you need something to read. So go see Doug Gray's new yes. graphic novel. No- novel? It's novel. a novel. And yeah. uh, I'll have the or part link for one, that. it's part yeah, yeah, part one of three. It's hilarious. I guarantee you're gonna enjoy it. It's affordable, and it'll be in your door in a couple of days, and it'll keep you from being bored through all this quarantine stuff. Yeah, get my side project gag on this podcast that's run by Big Nick. We record at Blacktop Comedy every Wednesday at five thirty. Although now that comedy club is closed, so it's we'll let you know when that's open for audience. But uh, listen to it anyway. It's a good mm-hmm. time. We listen to local comic. We interview local comics and have a great time doing it. Anyway, Ari, it's, thank you for putting up through all that bullshit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we will talk to you. It soon. is always thank good talking with on. you, man. It is. Yeah, you make me laugh. Adios, amigos. We'll talk to you in a bit. All right, man. All right. <laughs> have a good one. All right. The thing I want to say is thank you all for coming. Bye bye.